From VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. All right, welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. We are heading into Christmas break and New Year's. Uh, 2022 is coming up. Um, I just can't believe we're at the end of 2021. It just thinks, seems like we just kicked off the new year and here we are at the end of the year. And we've got lots of great things going on at the end of the year. And one of those great things that is going on is Susan Schuler, our dear friend and member of the crew and part of the Miss Texas um, organization. She is live with us from Connecticut. This is the um, 100th anniversary of the Miss America competition. It is live in Connecticut this week. Um, she's going to talk with us about Mallory and how well she's doing and then tell us how we can watch Mallory and cheer her on Thursday, which is the actual, actual competition. And I'm already like getting all nervous about it and everything. Susan, how are you this morning? Hi. Oh, it's great. Great. And I am live from Uncastville, Connecticut. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we were. I we, hope y'all are enjoying your <laughs> yeah. seventy degree weather. <laughs> we were laughing because she's like, you know, maybe we've got a better connection today because it's thirty degrees, and I'm like, okay, it's already seventy. Like when I walked in the building this morning, I saw on the little thing near the elevator it said seventy degrees. Heard on the radio it's going to get up to almost eighty today, and I'm like, okay, since you, we'll send some warm weather to you. You send some cold weather to us. How about that, Susan? Okay. It's, it's, yeah. It's a little chillier today. Yesterday, the high here, I think, was like 65, which was great weather here. But And they were all talking about how warm it was. And I was like, no, that's not real warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, te- Texas has your beat, honey. <laughs> well, yeah, well yep. let's speak about, speaking of Texas, Miss Texas, um, Mallory is... She's just doing such a great job representing us. So talk to us about what y'all have been doing okay. and what's coming up for the rest of the week. Okay, so she you know, had her first preliminary night on Sunday and had her talent and did really, really well. Um, but on Monday night, she had her uh, chance to shine with her social impact, which I know, Kathy, you've, you've been you oh. know, saying all along you know, how great that was. Yes. topic was and yes how timely and she proved that it was because she won the preliminary um event and was awarded a thousand dollar scholarship wow. uh, because of her social impact wow and it, her social impact for those that don't know is mallory's mission suicide prevention yes yep and she she talks about um a guy that she went to school with that committed suicide and no one ever saw the signs of, of what was happening. And in fact, I read um, that one of the teachers told Johnny's parents what Mallory did on the stage and they it was kind of tearing me up, but mm. uh, they both cried because they were so excited that he was mentioned. Mm. That that chokes so, me up. That chokes me up as well, mm-hmm. Susan. And you know, I, I we've yeah. had um, you know uh, Mallory Miss Texas has been on our show a, a number of times. She's also been on 
this pink cloud, which is a recovery show mm-hmm. again, because mm-hmm. all of this is tied in, you know, um, addiction, a, a drug abuse, a, a, you know, depression, all of these different right. things that feed into right. us losing too many people to suicide. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then Mallory right. has her two books that she's written, right. um, you know, right. Because unfortunately, and we've talked about this with her on the show, not only do you, you know, obviously you've got the teenagers that you have to worry about and preteens and, and adults, you know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it, it's the worst it's ever been, but you hear of seven, eight, nine-year-old kids coming mm-hmm. into hospitals here mm-hmm. with, with suicide attempts. And so, um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I'm going to stand by, I'm, I was so proud out of anything she could win the preliminary competition right. and that is so important because I just truly believe her her mission, her her passion, her her social impact is is needed more, n- now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Just unfortunately, right. but it is needed now more than ever. So I we're so proud of her and please let her know how proud the crew I is of, of her and congratulations on winning um the social impact preliminary competition. And and you could tell um she was speaking from her heart, and and I know the judges saw that as well because the when she finished, they have sixty seconds to give their social impact, and we were watching the timer go down, and I was like, oh, hurry up, get you know get clear to the end, and as it hit the zero, she said she said her last statement was, and I as Miss America, I will save, uh, try to save. Well, not try, but promote my platform to save lives across America. Oh, and when she, and at the zero, it was America, and it was mm. like, okay, she did it. Oh my that goodness, that's um, I've got chills. I'm just, I'm, I'm just again, I'm mm-hmm. so happy to hear that. Um, again, Mallory's a beautiful girl. She's a talented girl. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's an amazing young woman, uh, beautiful inside and out. But you're right. right. The, the, you know, a lot of times you can give lip service to whatever your cause right. is. This is near and dear to her heart. This is near and dear to her heart. Well, and, and I'm I'm glad the young man who she's honoring, I'm glad his family is aware right. of this. Right. And she, uh, you know, most of the girls, you know, it's natural to memorize your speech. And, and just, you know, sometimes it, it can be too memorized and it comes off very canned. You could tell that her, hers was definitely speaking from the heart, yeah. and there was nothing canned about it and nothing insincere about it at all. It was very sincere and very her. And so I was so glad that the judges recognized that. Mm. I, uh, I'm just El- so Illinois won the talent. Okay. Yes, Illinois won talent. Uh, pretty, and it's kind of funny because she played the violin. Oh, so it, <laughs> well, there you go. Another. So, did she play the violin? Did she play the violin? She played the style violin. or violin. Oh no, she okay. played the Russian symphony. Oh, okay. Concerto or something. Gotcha. So it was very violin. Because Matt, but Matt, you know, Mallory because, does the does the fiddle style. So. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. So it was kind of fun. That you know, two violinists were up on the stage at the wow. same time. Oh, what are the odds? Well, how how do we watch? Mm-hmm. And, and now remember, um, I, we mentioned to the crew, Susan is going to come on um, Friday morning and give us a right. wrap up because 
Thursday night is the actual competition. How can we watch? Um, and then also, is there anything like, can we vote on favorite? Can we still do donations? What, what can we do right now? And how, how do we find Mallory on Thursday night? Uh, if you'll go and check, I, I don't know if they still are doing the people's choice. You may have until today to vote, you know, for the people's choice. So you, you can go to the uh, Miss America website, uh, missamerica.org and see if they are still allowing people's choice votes. Uh, but if you want to watch, you can go. It's, pe- it's going to be live streamed on Peacock. So I think there's also a link on the Miss America uh, website as well. And, you know, the more the merrier watching Love would it. be great. Uh, we have a huge, uh, probably one of the largest contingencies from Texas that we've ever had. Yay! Um, and, the, and there's probably about 20 of them even coming in tomorrow just for the finals. So, oh, I love uh, it. So we probably have about, I would say, 50 or 60 people here. Oh, I uh, just love it. On. I love it. I love it. And you can certainly, when she comes out on the stage, you can certainly hear us. Um, well, so, it, it, we're, we're not we're not a quiet Miss Texas crew now, are we? <laughs> no, no, and we have visuals. We have the Texas flags flying, and so yay! Um, I love it. We're a, we're a loud visual group. So. Loud and proud. Uh, well, Susan, I love it. Thank yes. you so, so much. And then um, we'll see you or we'll talk to you on Friday. Um, and then right. I, I, and will, I hope I have a great report. I hope you have a fantastic report. I think you will. At this point, mm-hmm. Mallory, we're already so proud of her. And, and anything, mm-hmm. she, anything that she does now is just literally icing on the cake. And so we are just extremely proud right. of her. We love her. Right. We're praying for her, praying for all y'all's safety, praying for all the girls' safety. Um, and their right. health and everything. So um, we just uh, we love you. I'm yeah. there. I'm there with you in spirit, my friend. Thank and thanks you. for texting me and sending me pictures. So I feel like I'm part of it. <laughs> All right. Thanks All right. So thanks. Much. Love you, Susan. Uh, okay. Bye bye. Y'all, y'all stay cool and we'll stay warm. <laughs> yeah, All right. Sure. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Susan's even got her own segue out. I love that. Um, Well, anyways, (laughs) we're just so excited about uh, Mallory Fuller. Just, um, you know, if the crew will pray for her Uh, and just in her her, um, well-being, she's going to I think she's going to do great Thursday night. She's already a winner, a winner. So anyways, thanks so much, Susan. Have a great day. Okay, thanks. Okay. Have a great day. Bye bye. All right, now we go from one hot topic to another. We've got uh, Dr. Rebecca Good of the Ask Dr. Be Good show. She is on the line with us. And so, Dr. Good, um, all of a sudden, you know, there's always some kind of educational topic of of one sort or another going on. And all of a sudden, you know, and, and my mom, you know, still lives in Richardson where I grew up. I went to schools in Richardson ISD. And all of a sudden my mom's like, what's about, what's this resignation thing? And then I've got friends from other parts of, you know, Texas and then friends who were educators or are educators, principals and whatnot in other parts of the country. We've got um, a bit of an exit stage left of, superintendents is there a trend is there a reason what's going on well just to give a little bit of background yes the richardson uh resignation caught everybody a little bit off guard because i think the internal infighting was was kept on the down low i mean it's obviously you just don't quit suddenly right um without a reason and uh, the 
what I'm reading from other people, I don't know if you know Jim Schultz. He's an old-time newspaper reporter in Dallas, and um, you know he's he is saying that it's the same cause that you're seeing everywhere else. Matter of fact, Mesquite ISD superintendent is resigning as of the end of the year. I don't know if you saw the newspaper article on uh, Tuesday that very angry parents at the Fort Worth School Board calling for the resignation of the school board and the superintendent because they found out about the fact that the district was going to give teachers a training on diversity. And so it's really, it's it's a CRT thing. We call it CRT, but it's really the wrong name, right? You and I know that. Right. Um, I really wish they would call it something else. But it's all about really mostly white boards who are reluctant to let their mostly minority students, by the way, get a, a different kind of truth in their, in their, from their history. And so this is, it, and, and just as I did my research, the Richardson board is run by, the president is an African-American lady, and then there's a Hispanic lady on it, but the rest are all white. So that's what we're seeing. We, we're seeing this, this clash of frankly white people who are uncomfortable with the fact that kids in their district might hear about um, white supremacy during, you know, during the, the past 200 years. Well, and it, it's, it's what, what I see in, in this whole thing, there's, there's a number of things. And then again, th- then I want to know your thoughts on how this translates, uh, you know, up to the top of the food chain with, with th- some of these resignations. Um, and I say resignations and I use air quotes. Um, you know, you've got, um, to, you know, to those of us, a parent, a parent like myself, a, a teacher like I used to be, not that I taught history, but my thing is you teach history, you don't try to spin it. And I think, unfortunately, in the culture today, and especially with having, um, a different generation, a younger generation of teachers in the classroom, and then a you know different generation of people being elected to school board. You you can't you 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 should not let you can, but you shouldn't. You should not put a spin on history. History is history. Here here was what happened with slavery. Here's what happened with the abolishment of slavery. Here's the president who took care of that. All of these different things, and what I think you see is a lot of people with. Um, social agendas and and not past the CRT, you know, I mean, some of the other woke stuff. I'm, I'm about to talk with Congressman Van Taylor about, um, fat shaming and Santa. I mean, you know, this woke culture, it's just kind of gone, just run amok. And I think you're seeing parents coming in saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. And I'm going to go back to something you talked about this and you and I have talked about this and we've talked about this with JP. I think the pandemic um, I think it really opened parents' eyes because all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, let me see that school book. Wait, wait, what are you writing a report on? All of a sudden parents who were kind of just obliviously, you know, going about their life thinking, you know, little Susie and little Johnny and, you know, everybody's all, it's all good in school or like, first of all, wait a second, maybe my child's not the perfect child I thought they were, but then also Dr. Good. I think parents are more aware of what's going on out there, and so they're letting their voices be heard. Well, unfortunately, the pandemic has caused those voices to be a little um, louder and a little bit um, in a more threatening manner sometimes. 
because that that is what's caused the federal government to to come by and say, hey, we're going to train boards and superintendents on how to de-escalate because parents have come and voiced their opinion many times in a rather threatening manner. And so that <clears throat> the pandemic has, has caused some good and it, it's caused some bad. It's caused people to be closed up and, and not, um, not be social for long enough that they've sort of lost those skills too. So we have a lot going on. We really do. Boy, howdy. We, I mean, we really do. Yeah. You know, we've talked, you and I have talked about this, um, how we used to have, and you, oh, goodness gracious, you were on our radio show a number of, time, a number of times when JP and I were doing this series on preteens and teenagers and online bullying and the appropriate, you know, how you should be appropriate on social media. And if you wouldn't say this to somebody's face, why would you say it over social media? And now, I mean, I'm just pointing to myself thinking it's people 40 and over that are having the trouble controlling themselves on social media. Dr. Good, you've seen it. Social media, airplanes, uh, schools, yeah. school board meetings, it's everywhere. Yeah. So so what does this mean for parents? Okay. Yes. Now, in, in many of the urban districts, parents, can, the only access parents can have to a superintendent is maybe looking at them at a school board meeting. Okay. It is very hard, especially in the bigger districts, to get an appointment with a superintendent. There are many, many layers between a parent and a superintendent in Dallas ISD, Plano ISD, Richardson, and so on. But what you can do at, at a local level and a local, like your school level, is keep a check on what's happening in your kid's school. How are the principals doing? Because they're, they're principal resignations, too. This is not just teachers. It's not just superintendents. You have principals who are leaving the business, too. So they are tired of sort of being yelled at and uh, trying to fill positions because of burned-out teachers who are absent. There's a lot going on at their level, right? And so, you know, be that group of parents. I'm not saying you can help a school by yourself, but get with a group of parents from your school and, and meet with a principal and see what you guys can do to help support staff, right? Help support the principal, help support teachers. And it might be, and this is wild and crazy, but it could be a good thing. What if some parents volunteered to go and become subs and help out with the sub situation? Oh, that might be eye-opening. Well, and that's, right? a, and I tell you what, you, you touched on that, and it's interesting. A lot of times you'll you'll mention something because you're so on top of these hot topics when it comes to education. But you had mentioned such an extreme shortage in substitutes. I've I if I have not seen ten, I've seen a hundred news stories speaking exactly to that. So substituting is a is a great thing. And, and you and I have talked about this before. I was, you know, when, when my kids, while well, I'm still, you know, the school-based improvement council and still do judging for my son's school, and he's a senior, so he, he's like, tell me when you're on campus so I can hide. Uh, but, but, you know, ever since the kids were, were very young, you know, I, I chose my weekends anytime I was able to do a lunch hour or, you know, take a morning off or whatever. It, you know, I volunteered at my kids' school because I, I felt like I was – part of the team that way I mean even when I was just in you know bleaching and cleaning down lunch tables as a, as a lunchroom mom you still feel like you're part of your kids education team does that make sense it does you know trust but verify right you yes, just don't want to drop yes. your kid off yep. at the door and hope you know cross your fingers hope that he's going to have a good day right that's not how you know that's not good parenting good right. parenting is 
getting involved in the school so that you can get a temperature of the climate and culture of the school, right? Um, if you get a sense that you see, if your child's teacher speaks poorly of the principal or what's going on, that's a huge red flag, unfortunately, of the teacher and the school. Um, you know, uh, anytime a teacher speaks poorly about something going on at the school, that is a huge red flag from about the, either that teacher, because it could be just that teacher. You do have those um, oh, yeah. isolated cases where you've got the negative Nellies that you know, really work on bringing down the morale of the the school they don't mean to they don't realize they're doing <laughs> but it they, it's their personality it's but, i think they had a saturday night um live character for that debbie downer yeah, wah, yeah, wah, yeah. you know it's yeah, some people my, that's my just daughter recently <laughs> my daughter recently became a, a paraprofessional at a school in kentucky and matter of fact talk about lucky her her area it was tornado tornado skip her area tornado 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 she sent a map uh, anyway don't, don't get me started about that. Uh, but she is at a school where there is one teacher. She loves the school. They when 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 Austin passed, they, they, a group of staff members gave her money. They did a, a prayer after hours wow. after school before mm. they went on the road to drive here from Kentucky for the funeral. All of that's a beautiful school, beautiful campus. But the principal is leaving mid year. She's burned out. Yeah. And now a new person's coming in. And you know, so folks. Be kind. Yes. You know, check on your school. Check on your teachers, kids' teachers. Check on your kids' principal. Uh, it's very important that we um, be alert and recognize that not only there is a problem, but we can be part of the solution to the problem. Right. Well, and, and we appreciate you bringing these just just good advice, kind of just some common sense stuff. Just be involved, um, be part of it and watch what's going on, you know, um, or if, if you've got a job that's more demanding and you don't have that flexibility, then, you know, I, I had moms um, and dads who we would all kind of tag team. It was like, hey, I can't volunteer for this thing Saturday morning, but, you know, I'll, I'll volunteer for this for you. It be, let me know what goes on and take pictures for me and stuff. So, again, just there's always a way if you want to be involved you can find a way to be involved what will you be discussing on your show this sunday well, uh, we'll chat a little bit about this but then we'll also talk uh, there's an interesting article that talked about how school reform was needed even before the pandemic and so we're going to revisit um what was school like 30 years ago because when i went into schooling 35 years ago i remember people telling me well it takes 30 years for, for advances to hit the school mm. districts and to actually be implemented well, I don't think we can say that anymore, but we, we need to acknowledge what's been going on for the last 50 years in education and then look at what's happened during the pandemic and decide how are we going to move forward yeah. more successfully. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, we're, we're to a point in in the world with the technology, with everything we have at our fingertips, there's no reason why it takes you know, three decades to impact change. So if, if change needs to be made and it's going to be positive for the kids, which at the end of the day is positive for the country, let's let's take care of business. So. Yeah, my granddaughter is home this week. This is last week before break. She's home because she was, um, a, they called her a direct contact. So she was in direct contact with somebody with COVID. Gotcha. They can't tell you who, they can't tell you what, right. they can't tell you if it's a kid that is sitting next to you, but she was sent home for the week. So now she has uh, online school uh, that she can at least not be counted absent and uh, keep up. Yep. So again, 
got to stay on top of it, got to be creative. And, you know, how do you best educate the kids? And I think we've got a bajillion different ways to do it. Let's just take care of business. Get the adults out of it. <laughs> just, well, I, I just wanna... kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> or am well, I? I don't know if you... <laughs> I don't know if you remember that I um, made that joke. I was interviewed by somebody at Fox News, and they said, well, how do you think we can uh, – wh- why do you think this is happening, public education? And I said, well, because you have a bunch of adults running the show. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's the reason I said it. That's, that's why I said it, because <laughs> yeah. you're always like, you know, let's get the adults out of the equation. <laughs> maybe maybe that's yeah. the issue. <laughs> Oh, we have we haven't tried letting the kids run the you know having the kids run the schools. Let's let's try that. Getting more kid voice, especially in the secondary, uh, is always a good idea. I, I tell yeah. you, some some bright minds, some bright minds. Well, thanks thanks, Doctor Doctor Good. We will see you on Sunday on the Ask Doctor Be Good show. Um, great info as always. Ann Guzman said she loves your show. She never misses it. So um, that was a, a comment this morning. And- so, so have fun and go back to posting pictures of the lake. I like it. You don't have anything negative on your social media. It's all pictures of the dog or the lake. So keep keep up the positive posting. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Ask Dr. Good, Dr. Rebecca Good of the um, of JP Kathy and the crew and of the Ask Dr. Be Good show. Just um, good information. I think we're getting ready to have Congressman Van Taylor hop on with us. Um, is he? Do we have him on? Excellent. Congressman, can you hear me? Yeah, uh, yes, I can hear you. Good and, morning. Uh, and we can see you now. Excellent. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning. And yes, good morning. I love it. Well, this will be your, um, uh, you'll get to wish the crew a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year because um, we're taking a couple of breaks from the show, or t- a couple of breaks, a couple of weeks off from the show. So you'll be able to wish everybody a Merry Christmas um, while you're on today and a Happy New Year. Um, I know we want to talk about, um, I think y'all had a vote very, very late last night on the debt ceiling. So I definitely obviously want to talk about that. But um <sighs> You know, you and I have talked about this woke culture, and JP, you, you JP, and I have talked about the woke culture and, and cancel culture and all of the issues and all the negative coming out of that. So, since we are getting ready to take off for um, the Christmas holidays, are you, are, do you, have you heard about now it's like the woke Santa thing, and people are calling for kids and adults to stop fat shaming Santa and like this is a big movement I'm sitting here thinking people are living on the streets people don't know where their next paycheck is coming from gas is at an all-time high groceries are at an all-time high we see no rest you know in this this the shooting up of inflation and, and, you know, the insanity that's going on. We've got people in California where you've got a governor who's saying that you have to wear your mask starting now through January 15th, even when you're in your house. And so we've got a movement and we think it's fat shaming Santa, woke Santa. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, this is just another ridiculous a complaint from the left uh, who, uh, you know, at their core, you know, hates this country. I mean, just, you know, I mean, you know, we, we live in the greatest nation on earth. We do. Um, and we should be grateful for what we have. And we, we certainly have challenges. Uh, I mean, every nation has had to confront COVID. Every nation yes. 
but you know, the United States leads the way in you know confronting fascism or communism. Um, but you've got these far left people that say, hey, we don't want you to have a plastic straw. And we laugh about it and we joke about it, but then you can't get a plastic straw in California. Right. Uh, yeah, and you, you get know. the paper straws, or and they encourage you to buy. And again, if that's your if that's your gig, and you and okay, I recycle. You know, um, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you do. I mean, there's, you know, I don't throw trash on the ground, um, but I don't want a paper straw in my iced tea that's going to fall apart. And I'll speaking of California, and because I'm 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 losing my mind over this i'm sure you've heard about the mask mandate where they're through the 15th even in your house when you have people over you need to wear them wear your mask even if you're vaccinated even if you've had covid even if you're you tested negative for covid you still are supposed to wear your mask first of all who's going to come in and police their home and i tell you what if i were in california which i wouldn't be but my goodness and i remember one of the last business trips i took to california i went in and um they said, and that'll be, it was like 10 or 15 cents for a bag. I was like at a Walgreens or a CVS. And I'm like, wait, what? And then he said, and he said, you're not from here, are you? And I'm like, did my accent give it away? And he said, you might want to keep your bag in case you're going to come back sometime this week because we have to charge you per bag. And I'm just like, you know, this has been several years back. I just shake my head at the insanity that is going on when you know, and you know better than us. We've got real life problems to deal with in DC. And instead everybody's oh, talking yeah, about fat shaming doesn't, Santa. It doesn't stop them from doing crazy stuff like fat shaming Santa or trying to get rid of plastic straws. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Well, okay, enough of that. I was like, okay, I've got I, I might be the only person who asks you today in an interview about fat shaming woke Santa. So there you go. Uh, but I, we do want to talk about the vote last night. Did it happen? I know it was I think it, you y'all were working late into the night. Um, yeah. did, well, did the vote you know, happen? Look, what look, happened? Look, the Democrats are ashamed of what they're doing, which is why they, you know, do it, you know, you know, late on a Tuesday, you know, do Tuesday night at midnight, uh, you know, you know, week before Christmas, because they don't want to actually have to, you know, parade it around. And actually the, the, uh, Democrats had a, had a very short debate. They wouldn't actually debate us. The Republicans would go up and say X or Y or, you know, Hey, look, this is irresponsible. Uh, Hey, you guys knew this day has been coming for two and a half years. Uh, you know, the, the Biden administration has grown the federal debt, you know, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Uh, you guys have, have not, have not, you know, not only has, have the Democrat Congress not passed a budget, which they're required to do by law. I, Van Taylor, member of Congress, who's been there for three years, I've never voted on a budget because we have an incompetent, Nancy Pelosi is incompetent and won't get our fiscal house in order. And so their answer is more deficit spending, which leads to more inflation. Uh, and then in turn, um, you know, that causes, um, uh, you know, and, and that's going to, is a tax on every single American. Right. Um, and, you know, just so we you know, can scale last night, because we say two and a half trillion dollars. Well, what does that mean? That means that, that, that last night Democrats um, voted to borrow $7,500 for every man, woman, and child in this country. Uh, and that borrowing is going to have to be paid back. Again, it's not free money. Yeah, it's not free money. And so uh, let me get this right. You're saying you and your conservative colleagues were trying to debate and have, you know, 
an intelligent conversation or, you know, debate or exchange of ideas, and they wouldn't debate y'all? Yeah, so there, there was an hour reserved for each side for debate, which is an incredibly short thing for this kind of decision. I was going right? to say, when you're talking half, all this money. Trillion dollar decision. That's, right? that's it's, insane it's, it's right there. Deal. Yeah, that's insane right that's there. That's a huge deal. Like, just period in, full stop, $2.5 trillion, $7,500 per man, woman, and child in this country is a huge deal. It's a, it's a big thing. That, is, that, is, that deserves a real discussion. Uh, and look, I'm a. I'm a fiscal hawk. I mean, I, I uh, you know, my first first bill I signed in Congress was a balanced budget amendment because I think the government is too big and spends too much. You know, I've been a, you know, when I was in the state legislature, I was a taxpayer champion. You know, every session I served in the state legislature, you know, I've been a, you know, fiscal hero with the National Taxpayer Union, uh, you know, you know, in here in Washington. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've been calling for this is i'm not i'm not just i didn't find religion last night i mean i've been right. talking about this you know as long as i've been in elected life talking about the importance you know fiscal responsibility of living within your means about not borrowing you know and then last night was a blowout seventy five hundred dollars per man woman, and child um that will be borrowed and and just to give you like how bad it is you know, the prediction is that this will last us a little over a year so that's how much deficit spending the Democrats are ramming down our throats, um, you know, on a partisan basis. I mean, the Republicans are like, no, no, stop, stop, don't spend so much money. And Democrats are full steam ahead, and they're doing it. I just, and again, so the limited time for debate, the fact that nobody wants to talk about it, the fact that this is a vote going down at, at midnight, you're right. You know, when you've got something, it's, it's such a crucial topic as this, anything, and you know what? All the topics that have to do with spending in America are crucial. Anything that has, that is something that that should be able to, if I want to turn that on, on, you know, whatever, you know, a streaming service or on, you know, cable TV and watch that because that's, that's my money. That's my kids' money. That's my grandkids, my great grandkids. Um, You know, the fact that it's being done so late at night and it's so hush hush, then they know that their constituents are not in support of what they're doing. That to me, if you're hiding something like that, and, and you're, I mean, you're, you know, you've been burning the midnight oil, you know, ever since you were a state representative, and well, ever since you were a marine, um, you know, you understand late nights. You're not afraid of that. But again, no. if shouldn't we the people have access to that? And if, if it's at midnight, most we the people well, are sleeping. Sure. No. And and, and really, uh, the vote, the other vote we took last night, which was the Mark Meadows vote, the Democrats literally line that up intentionally to disguise the debt ceiling vote. So <laughs> what happened there was they subpoenaed <sighs> Mark Meadows, you know, so the January 6th commission, which I voted against the formation of it. Yep. I've now, you know, last night, as of last night, I voted against that commission five different times, yeah. which is every time I yep. could vote against it. Absolutely. Uh, and it's basically a partisan witch hunt, you know, which is why I voted against it. Uh, you know, I've done everything I can think of to try to stop that. Um, and what the what the Democrats did with this is they they um, uh, you know they were negotiating with Mark Meadows who and he said look I will come and I will come and testify I will come and be deposed and he, he laid out all the things he would do and the Democrats actually agreed to it they said okay that sounds good Mark come on in um, and the night before they said actually we're not going to do that anymore we're going to ask about these other things that we originally that they had already agreed that they wouldn't do. Um, 
and uh, Medicine Wire, I'm not going to show up. I mean, if you're not going to honor your end of the agreement, I'm not going to honor mine and show up. And so they said, we're sending you to jail. Um, but the real intent of that, sadly, was not that Mark Meadows wasn't cooperating, because he was. Right, right. Uh, it wasn't that he wasn't handing over documents, because he did. He right. handed over thousands of pages of documents, of text, all this kind of stuff. Just you know, So he, he was in good faith trying to cut a deal. The Democrats, in my mind, in very bad faith, reneged on the deal that they had cut. And then they did this contempt claim in an effort to distract us, the American people, from seeing the death ceiling rise. Because they wanted the lead story in the papers to be Mark Meadows, not we just borrowed $7,500 for a man, woman, and child in this country. Right. Well, it, it's all, and you know, you see this, and, and we've talked about this. It's like they think that that we, the people, that we're, that we're unintelligent, that we're stupid, that we, we will just buy whatever they put out there. You know, you know, well... And we talked about this, you know, right right off the bat when the, just the the horrific, unnecessary death that went on in Afghanistan. Well, so what are they doing? They're talking about, oh, we had we need to do this different ma- mask mandate, or we need to do this, or vaccines this and sure. vaccines that. And I'm like, yep. what about the babies that we're burying, that were our soldiers? I mean, I mean, the average age was like 23 or something of, of the folks who passed, and they passed unnecessarily. So it's always smoke you know, and mirror. It's like they're trying to distract us from the real atrocities going on. No, I mean, you know, in the, I mean, you know when you talk about Afghanistan, you know, which was, a, you know, the greatest foreign policy disaster in the history of our country. I mean, it, it, uh, it, we, we, we literally handed an entire country and $85 billion of military hardware to terrorists. It was literally, that's literally what Joe Biden did. And, 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 and in the most incompetent way imaginable, and so in the and 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 he, you know, he lied. I mean, he he told America, you know, we will not leave until every American is home, and he left, and yeah. he left hundreds yeah. of Americans behind. Right. Um. And you know, as far as I can tell, the State Department is doing virtually nothing to get anybody out. I mean, you know, we 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 have hundreds of people from the who have ties to the Third District of Texas that we're trying to get out of Afghanistan, and so far. You know, in the th- over three months since we've left Afghanistan, we've gotten one of those people out. Yeah. Um, and so, and that was, you know, and it was, and they got out on their own volition. It wasn't like State Department, you know, helped them. They just, they managed to, 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 to sneak out on their own. Um, so it just shows you how confident that was. But what happened was, you know, nine days after we pulled out of Afghanistan, the Biden administration tries to change the subject because they don't want to talk about Afghanistan. Yep. They don't want to talk about that incredible foreign policy failure. They don't want to talk about how, our allies, our NATO allies, who had stood shoulder to shoulder with us for 20 years on the battlefield in Afghanistan, who had yeah. fought with us, who you know had written the checks, who had mm. buried their sons and daughters, yes, uh, fighting side by side with us. It's the only time in the history of the of, the, of NATO that NATO, uh, any nation, has invoked Article Five: an attack on one is an attack on all. Yes, and for 20 years, our allies fought with us in Afghanistan, and Joe Biden shocked them all by not even bothering to call them and yeah. tell them, hey, we're about to pull out. Just, and a lot of them were upset. Um, you know, I, I, one of my one of my congressional colleagues was saying that, you know, in, in Holland, uh, the Dutch uh, the Dutch left behind some, some interpreters. And as a result, they had two cabinet-level secretaries resign yeah. because they had failed. Here, there's no accountability. No one's getting fired. 
No one's resigning. Oh, it's a big free-for-all. And, and the administration yeah. has the gall to tell us this was a great success. This was a tremendous withdrawal. No. Like, no, it was a disaster. They know it was a disaster. In an effort to distract us from it, they then implement the vaccine mandates, which which are yep. which are yielding terrible results for our country. Which yeah, which is horrific. Again, it's it's all this. Well, you know, here's what's really going on. But look over here. Um, and since we're speaking about veterans, and I don't, I don't know if you've even heard about this, Ann Guzman. Uh, first of all, Michelle Butler says hello. She saw you out in Hunt County the oh. other day and said it was great Good. to visit. Great to visit with you. Uh, and then Ann Guzman asked, since you're a veteran. And, and you're, I know you're a big supporter of Reese Across America. J.P. Kathy and the crew, we've been working with Chuck Wright mm-hmm. on Reese Across America and um, have, have been part of that. Um, you know, I've, I've, done, I've done the actual laying of the Reese on the graves before. An amazing organization. I didn't know this until Ann brought this up this morning. There's a, secular, a secularist nonprofit organization that strongly urges separation of church and state in America is now taking an issue with Rees Across America, a nearly 30-year tradition of placing Rees on thousands of military graves. The group is called the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, or MRFF, they are calling out Rees Across America. They told the Colorado Spring, Springs Gazette, this is unreal, that the organization's action in placing Rees on military grave sites around the country are unconstitutional, an atrocity, and a disgrace. What do you have to say about that as a veteran who has, who has buried fellow wow. soldiers? I mean, you know, leave it to the left <sighs> to take an act of, loyalty and generosity and an effort to you know venerate uh and 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 give respect to the, the young men and women uh who you know gave their last full measure of devotion to this nation shall not perish from the earth um to use the words of like uh, abraham lincoln in the gettysburg address um you know, to, to then turn around and to and to demean that, uh, and to insult the people uh, who you know are are attempting to honor uh, our our men and women. You know, I, I, that's just that's just a shocking, a shocking attack on on a on a you know on on such a core, um, important understanding in our nation. I, I'll, I'll make this comment, Kathy. You know, you know, when you think about. U.S. capital, and you know we're talking about trillions and billions, and you know what are we going to spend the money on, and how do we spend it? And you sometimes lose sight of what made America in the first place. Uh, but right. when you go outside the U.S. capital and you go down, go down Independence Avenue, and you go past the the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial, and you cross across Memorial Bridge, you're in Arlington. Yeah. And when you drive in Arlington, as far as the eye can see, there are headstones. And you realize the price of this nation is not just in dollars, more so it is in those young men and women who are willing to give that last full measure of devotion right. um, so this nation shall not perish from the earth. I mean, right. it, is, it, is, um, it, it is incredibly costly on a human level um, to, you know, to have created this country and to fight for it and defend it. Right. Um, and uh, Reads Across America is a is an effort to you know honor those who gave that last full full measure of devotion. And I, I'm just I'm really stunned that anybody 
uh, could say the kind of things that they that that, that group is saying. It's just it's just shocking. It, it really is. Every time you know, and, and and we've talked about this with you, JP, and I've talked about with this with you before, but. Um, Every time you think it can't get any worse and something more, you know, horrific can't happen, here here it does, you know. Um, so uh, so we appreciate you. as First of all, we appreciate you as a veteran serving our country. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for continuing to serve our country. We've got a, a few minutes left. Um, and so instead of the insanity that's going on, and, and let me tell you, the social media is blown up with why are these votes being taken, you know, you know, in the middle of the night, not during a normal work day. And again, they're like, what are the Democrats hiding? So that's the thank you for bringing they, they light to wanna, that. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's a very, you know, I mean, what they did to Mark Meadows was intentional in an effort to distract the American people from the trillions yeah. of dollars of profligate spending and borrowing that the Democrats yeah. uh, are executing. Yeah. I mean, this is an effort. This is a concerted effort to hide oh, from the public yes. view the fiscal irresponsible and it's irresponsible i mean the democrats haven't passed a budget they're required by law by law so how do you not it's supposed to it's to put by law the house is supposed to pass a budget by april 15th of every year yeah not only has the house not passed a budget since nancy Pelosi became speaker three years ago they haven't passed they haven't even voted on a budget and which is never in three years I mean, it, that is fiscal irresponsibility if there ever was one. We yes. don't even have a budget as a nation. I mean, that's crazy. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. You're the greatest nation on earth yeah. run by a woman who just cannot get it together. And so rather than fessing up and saying, you know what? I can't figure out how to do this. This isn't happening. We need to get our act together. Let's sit down and figure out how are we going to pass the budget. She figures out, you know what? I'm going to indict somebody who shouldn't be indicted. So right. I did not have to talk about the fact that I'm borrowing trillions of dollars. Exactly uh, right. And putting our country further in the hole, further in debt, making our lives harder because it's creating inflation. I mean, she is, she, you know, if when you when you fill up your gas tank today and the prices are higher, you can thank Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden because they did that. That That's was true. their plan. That's what they wanted. And when, and when there are folks who aren't, aren't able to travel over the Christmas holidays because gas is just too high, they did that. So then that's very important. Get out in 2022 and vote and, and you know, push the candidates that are for transparency and for we the people and people like yourself. Um, so let's talk about something fun before before we let you go for the Christmas holidays. Um, do you and your um, family have any kind of traditions that y'all do every year, a favorite Christmas book that y'all read or a Christmas song or a Christmas movie or anything? Well, we uh, we actually gather around to decorate the tree, so that's a that's, that is an, a family tradition. Uh, we like to go to uh, the Christmas Eve uh, uh, church service uh, and celebrate the birth of, of Jesus Christ together uh, as a family. Uh, and um, we're 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 continuously trying to cut down on presents, so I'm 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 doing that by not buying anything. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so so wait, is is there some woke Santa statement there, Congressman? <laughs> I'm 
Jeff Steen. I'm saying less is more. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're, you're a fiscal conservative, so you're saying less is more with the presence. Well, thank you so much, quality, Congressman. Not quantity. Yes, there quality, you go. There you go. Well, thank you. We really appreciate you. Keep up the good work, and thank you for keeping us informed, and we'll see you in 2022. Um, we wish you and your family right. a bu- blessed Christmas and a happy and healthy new year. Sure. Well, and I'll say it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And yes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much, Congressman. We'll see you soon. All, All right. right. See you soon. Congressman Van Taylor from Congressional District 3. You know, it just, you, you, you sit here and you shake your head. And every time we talk to the Congressman, about any of any of the things going on in DC, kind of the whole culture that this woke cancel culture that I really truly at the end of the day have to think the majority of that is just a very loud minority um, because most people you talk to are like this is just insane. You know, I have gotten so many messages and so many um, comments about like Rees across America and things like that. And and made a good point. She said um, the the problem is with this group's argument. The government doesn't put out those reads. I mean, that's a fundraiser. Any of y'all who have been a member of the crew, you know, we've been working with with Chuck Wright of Kilroy's Conversation um, for for years now, raising money. You know, individuals. I mean, many members of the crew have donated countless reads over the years to reads across America. The, we go out there. The government's not making us go out there and put the reads on these graves. So this has nothing. To, the, this is not a function of the government. This is a private organization that does this to honor, to remember, and to honor and to teach. Um, So anyways, just, yeah, it just keeps getting crazier. Okay, well, so everybody um, pray for Mallory, who is our Miss Texas, and she is going to be competing Thursday night. You can catch her live on streaming service Peacock. You can also go to Pageants Live, and I think it's like a I can't remember how much it is, but you can actually purchase that um, the night of the competition so you can watch that from your laptop or or stream it on your TV. Um, Anyway, so we're wishing her all the best, and we thank Susan Schuler for giving us an update, and we really are. um, Miss Texas, we are so proud of you for winning your preliminary competition with your social impact statement. Um, uh, You know, suicide prevention and suicide awareness and and helping, and again, she's helping all the way to the little bitties because she's got those two children's books out. And there are people hurting. And during this pandemic, mental health is is at an all-time high. We've got a crisis going on. Suicide's at an all-time high. So just, um, you know, just good for you and bravo for bringing um, light to something that really needs to be discussed in our country. So we do appreciate that. And we wish you all the best and can't wait to watch you Thursday night. Um, Thank you to... um, Dr. Rebecca Good, you'll see her on Sunday. Um, Of course, we'll be back here Friday and then this pink cloud and then we take some time off. We'll, we'll, We'll run some best ofs, I guess. I think that was the plan. If JP or Charles is watching, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Anyways, so y'all have a blessed and wonderful day, and we will see you soon. Mwah.